Hi, I'm Lorna Lux, and I am coming up on On Screen and Beyond. I'm talking about my new book and a lot of other things. Tune in. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. I'm back, and you're back for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 509 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Lorna Loft is going to be joining us. Her mom was... Of course, Julie Garland and uh, Lorna is uh, an actress and she's a singer. And October 4th, she will be at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. And of course, she was in Trapper John M.D. She was in Grease 2. She has a new book out called A Star is Born, Judy Garland and the Film That Got Away. She's got some great stories. Stick around. She's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But right now, let's get right into it. Uh, Remake Madness is coming your way. Remake Madness, December 21st, the comedy remake of the story of Sherlock Holmes comes your way. It's called Holmes and Watson, and it stars Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Get ready for that one. And the Hellboy remake with David Harbour has been pushed back from January 11th, 2019 to April 12th, 2019. And let's see what else here we have. Steve Carell is rumored to be appearing in a big-screen remake of the video game Minecraft, the movie. We'll keep you informed on that. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Upcoming new movies, James Franco, Megan Fox, and Will Ferrell will star in Zeroville as a young actor arrives in Hollywood in 1969 as the industry is changing. It's a comedy drama. And a comedy sci-fi with Gerard Butler called Afterburn follows a group of post-apocalyptic treasure hunters looking for relics uh, after the half the Earth is destroyed in a massive solar flare. And Steve Carell and Nicole Kidman, along with Amy Schumer, will star in She Came to Me, and it's a comedy drama. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Take you down to Sequel City to let you know what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequel City, well, The Kingsman 3 is in the pipeline for November 8th, 2019, but they are also working on a prequel called Kingsman The Great Game. And that's set to talk about the early years of the organization's Kingsman. 
So uh, that sounds like a good one. And Happy Death Day is getting a sequel. It will be called Happy Death Day to You. And that's two, the number, and you, the letter U. And let's see, in development over at Disney, Sister Act 3. But it sounds like Whoopi Goldberg will not have too much to do with the film. They're going in a different direction. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV on DVD. TV on DVD. Well, there have been a lot of great releases since uh, the last episode of On Screen and Beyond. American Horror Story Cult, seventh season. Dynasty, season one. And season two premieres on October 12th on The CW, so get ready for that one. And Billions, the third season with Paul Giamatti, is out on DVD now. The Carol Burnett Show, 50th anniversary special from Time Life, looks back at the classic show on DVD. Great special. And out on October 2nd, Soul Food, the complete series, will be coming your way. And another fun release that is out right now, The Best of the Three Stooges from Time Alive. It's 13 DVDs with 45 hours of craziness. Now, it includes a lot of their Columbia shorts, and also it includes uh, some of their movies and everything. So a great DVD set. You want to check that out, The Best of the Three Stooges. Don't want to miss it. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, November 6th, The Incredibles 2 flies into stores on Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. And The Meg chooses its way onto shelves on November 13th. And Mile 22 with Mark Wahlberg moves into stores on November 13th also. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Well, it looks like there may be another wedding coming to the last season of The Big Bang Theory. Look for Raj to walk down the aisle. Uh, That's what it's rumored right now. And Netflix and Amazon are looking to double their original content. They've got so much right now, it's unbelievable. But Sean Astin and Melissa Joan Hart have teamed up for a new Netflix comedy called No Good Nick. Keep you informed on that one. And that is it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Celebrity Birthdays. All right. It looks like Sting on October 2nd turns 67 and Kelly Ripa turns 48. And October 3rd, Gwen Stefani turns 49. October 4th, Susan Sarandon turns 72. And October 5th, Kate Winslet turns 43. And on October 6th, Elizabeth Shue turns 55. And on October 7th, Simon Cowell turns 59. And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Next on On Screen to be on, Lorna Luft is going to be joining us. Her mom, of course, was Judy Garland. She, uh, Lorna, was in uh, Trapper John M.D. on the final season. She was in Grease 2. She's going to be at the Rinda Theater on October 4th, singing her heart out as she does when she does her shows, so you don't want to miss that. And she has a new book out that's called A Star is Born. Judy Garland, 
The film that got away tells the whole story about, uh, of course, The Star is Born is coming out uh, on October 5th, I think it is. Yeah, the 5th. And um, this is one of the 1954 version that was out. So uh, it's just another remake, of course, but uh, they were both great stories. So anyways, she's got a book on that, tells you all about it. It's fantastic stuff. She's going to let us know in on uh, some of that. And uh, she's next, Lauren Luft, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actress and singer who will be appearing at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California on Thursday, October 4th at 7.30 p.m. in a live and very intimate concert. She also has a book out called A Star is Born, Judy Garland and the Film That Got Away. A look at the 1954 version of the film which starred her mother, Judy Garland, and produced by her father, Sidney Luft. It's Lorna Luft. Lorna, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very, very much. Now, Lorna, things just seem to be rolling your way <laughs> since <laughs> you know since this came out. Of course, the the concert and and uh, but you do that all the time. But but the book is just going full bore. Yeah, I'm so grateful, and I'm I'm extraordinarily happy, and um, I'm uh, you know I couldn't be more thrilled that the book has been received this way because I started uh, writing this book about 10 years ago when it was announced that uh, Clint Eastwood was going to direct this film with Beyonce, another remake, Mm -hmm. and it all fell apart and so did my book. And I thought, okay, if I just wait, something will come around. And sure enough, you can't get any bigger than Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when that was announced, I called my agent. I said, remember that proposal? Dig it out. And boom, I got I, you know, I got a book deal with an incredible publishing house, Running Press TCM, and did the book. Hmm. And, and now I just got news that you had some wonderful news today that your book has been picked up by I'll let you finish this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 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 in People magazine the pick. The pick so of the I'm week. I'm extraordinarily happy about that. Yes, yes. And uh now you yes. attended the uh the Stars Born premiere. How how did that go? I sure did. It was amazing. I mean, it really was. Um you know, this this story has was started um, being told in 1932 mm-hmm. with a movie called What Price Hollywood. And then it went to the 37 A Star is Born with Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. And then my mom's version in 54, and then Barbara's version in 79, I want to say. Uh, yes, 79. And then this version. So this is the fifth. Um, reincarnation of this of this incredible love story, mm-hmm. and going to that premiere, I'm such a fan of Lady Gaga, and I'm such a fan of Bradley Cooper, and I thought they're just so perfect, and I was absolutely blown away. Wow! He just blew me away with not only we know he's an incredibly talented actor, but his direction, but his singing and his songwriting because he wrote lyrics with. 
uh, Lady Gaga. I, I was, I mean, I know how talented she is. She's just, you know, she's, uh, she's just extraordinary. And Bradley Cooper was so wonderful. And it was just a, a, a great evening. I went with my best friend, Barry Manilow, and we had the best time. Hmm. That's great. It really was. It was such a great experience. And the movie is, you know, they've brought it up to date. Mm-hmm. It is still the same story, but the names have changed, but the story hasn't. And I've always said, I've never, ever thought of A Star is Born as being a story about Hollywood. I think that A Star is Born is about human nature. And it's about one person's star rising and one person's star declining. And it's about love and it's about loss and it's about fame and it's it's about tragedy and it's about triumph. Mm-hmm. So it's got every human emotion that we all go through. And that's why they keep telling this story over and over again. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's just... It's it's timeless. I mean, that's <laughs> all it you can say. Because we all know these emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, now, the version that's out now uh, is: do they have a lot of the songs from? Uh, are they all new songs, or are they some songs? They're all brand new songs. Okay, all all yeah, new. Diane Warren wrote some songs. She's magnificent. Uh, and Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all brand new songs. But the one thing that she did. That just was so fantastic. At the very, I, I, I don't want to give it away, but I'm sure by the time you run this, the movie will have opened already. Um, she sings the verse that not a lot of people know, but she sings the first time you see her. She's walking down an alley, and you sort of see her, you know, from the, the, the back, and she starts singing the verse to Over the Rainbow. Really? <laughs> as a yeah, as a tribute to my mom. Wow! And then it's the big red letters come up. A star is born. I mean, we were just we were all like <gasps> like this. I, we just gasped the whole. I mean, it was just great. It was so great. And I said that to her because I was able to talk to her after the movie, and she is absolutely one of the most generous and kind, and she's the real deal. Hmm. There's no, you know, there's no, uh, how can I say that? She, it's, it's, she's accessible to talk to. Hmm. Wow. Um, and all she said to me, she said, my, your mom was my favorite. Wow. And it just touched me. And she was gracious and gorgeous. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when she first came out, you know, I figured, well, she's just another pop singer, you know, and, and they do have their few years and, and, and then they're gone but uh she has with the things she's done with tony bennett and and things like that it you can tell she's a real singer i mean you know but she's a real real what i call a real triple threat oh yeah she can act she can sing she can dance she's a triple threat she is the real deal mm-hmm. and what's amazing is Bradley Cooper is the real deal. Yes. Yeah. Because when you hear him sing in this movie, I mean, I, I knew about it, you know, because I, I had friends who worked on the film. And um, I knew that they had filmed a lot of it at Coachella. Um, they, you know, pop concert yep. thing in the desert. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I, every, I, you know, I ran into people who worked for Coachella, and they said, I didn't know Bradley Cooper could sing like that. 
he's magnificent. He's great. Mm. Yeah, nobody thinks of him as a singer, so. <laughs> well, now they will. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So they, they so they took over part of Coachella and and filmed their their parts. Yeah, of, you can tell it's. I mean, you can tell it's Coachella because you see the mountains and all of that. So they remember how they took over a Peter Frampton concert for the Streisand version with Christopherson? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a Peter Frampton concert. So they took over Coachella to film this huh. version of A Star Is Born wow. with uh, Bradley and and Lady Gaga. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, did, did Barry enjoy the, the film? He loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, you know, it's 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 for another generation. Yeah. I mean, now there are, you know, like my daughter said to me, I can't wait to see this. I said, well, you, you know, you've seen your grandmother's version. She said, yeah, I know. She said, and now I get to go see a whole new, you know, it's, it's Lady Gaga and Brad Cooper and, Oh, and Sam Elliott is fantastic, and Andrew Dice Clay is just brilliant, and, and um, uh, 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 Dave Chappelle is just great. I mean, everybody in it is just wonderful, and Bradley did a brilliant job directing it. And this was his first time uh, directing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he took on, like, he took on, he walked into, like, a massive, you know, baseball diamond, and he hit a whole bunch of home runs. Hmm. I mean that that takes a lot of guts to turn around for your first time directing to you know usually they'll start off with you know maybe an episode of a TV show or some you know independent film or something but to go and take a classic and then try to turn around and come up with something that you know is is even halfway decent <laughs> you know that takes a lot of guts I got to tell you something you know what you know what I like about Bradley Cooper he's fearless Mm-hmm. He must be. <laughs> and so is she. And she's fearless. Mm-hmm. We saw her jump off a stadium. Hello? I'd never do that. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I mean, she, they're both fearless. So that's what I thats what I enjoyed. I thought to myself, you know, they, they took on something like uh, that is, they took on a huge monster. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They did it. They made a, a, a great film that is going to be so popular with all of this generation's uh, age group and all of the people who know pop music and 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 the, it's 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 contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the reasons that I wrote my book because I want I didn't write a great deal about this version because they were shooting right. while I was writing my book. Mm-hmm. But my book starts at What Price Hollywood, and it goes all the way through to the Streisand version. Mm-hmm. And that was a great version, too. That, that was an interesting version. You know, um, it, it was, I just, you know, the 70s, it was 79. So uh, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was sort of interesting that they, again, they brought it into the time when they shot it. Right. And I thought that that was sort of interesting and and all that. And I'm such a fan of her. She's just, she's magnificent. Oh, the song she and, did. And, um, was... you know, Chris Christopherson was just, you know, he was, he was great. And uh, it, it was an, it was an interesting version. And it'll be interesting to see what that audience feels about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's always hard to, to look at a, a new remake, you know, and, and people that like, 
that version uh, in the 70s are going to say, well, it's not really not that good. It's not as good as that one. And then the other people who remember your mom's version are going to say, well, that's that's not, you know, everybody. (laughs) You know what I hope? Here's what I hope. I hope when people read my book and they know about the journey of this incredible story and when they go see the new one, that they'll say, isn't it great that there are so many there are so many different versions, but it's still the same story. Mm-hmm. And that we have a choice now to see Lady Gaga or Barbara Streisand or my mom or Janet Gaynor or Constance Bennett. And they have a choice to see that. That You can't say that about, uh, you know, a lot of films. I mean, Three Musketeers, I think, is a real mm-hmm. remade film out of, uh, you know, in history. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I'm really thrilled, and I had more fun at the premiere, and they, as I said, they, everybody, Sam Elliott, everybody was so, they were, everybody was so gracious to me, and Bradley Cooper, you know, he was so kind, and he said, I gotta tell you, he said, I'm sort of nervous, you know, with, and I said, don't be nervous, I said, you did it, you really <laughs> did it. And she was fantastic. She was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all she kept saying to me was, your mom was my favorite. Wow. I said, mine too. <laughs> we'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now the movie comes out October 5th. Your performance yep. at the Arinda Theater is Thursday, October 4th, and your mm-hmm. book right now is the pick of the week on People I Magazine. Know. So uh, if people want to read your book so they have an insight into what the, the previous versions were, uh, they should definitely go out and get your book and, you know, get into it and then go to the movie and enjoy it. I think so. Yeah. I definitely think so. I think that people will have... Um, They'll have a new sort of view on the, the this incredible. It's one of the great love stories of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Jackson Maine, Norman Maine, or uh, you know how, whoever the characters that have you know from Esther Blodgett to Vicky Lester um, to Allie to you know they just they've changed the names a, a, a little bit, but it is still the greatest love story because it's about as I said before those human emotions mm-hmm. and the the thing that's in that makes my mom's so um in, it's, it's such a, a, a an interesting and tragic story is what they did to my mom's film is that the they made a movie my dad produced it it was a masterpiece george cukor directed it but it ran three hours And the studios wanted to get more showings of it. So it only ran in its entirety for two weeks. 
they took the movie back and they chopped it up so it made absolutely no sense. Oh. They just cut it up. They had editors not only cutting it up, but they had projectionists cutting up this movie when they sent it to movie houses. Can you imagine if you did that to a Steven Spielberg movie right. today? <laughs> now, so the, the director had no say of how it was? None. He, George Cukor had no say. Oh, he must have Jack been wild. Warner said, no, he had gone on to another movie, and Jack Warner said, we're just cutting this movie up. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. So that's what the story is. on that. That's why it, I called it the film that got away. Huh. Um, because it, and it cost my mom the Oscar. Um, and it was just, I mean, to, to know that you've done uh, this brilliant piece of work and that you were involved in a movie that you wanted to make so desperately, and then that, it's like they, they were able to walk down their red carpet, and then it was pulled out from underneath them. Jeez. Oh, now, is there a DVD or Blu-ray version out now that is the full original or are, is it a cut-up no, version? No, there's the only, the full original version that is out on Blu-ray, which Warner Brothers, thank God, was able to get together, has they, they've never found the full version. They, wow. The people who cut up the film, projectionist people who in an editing room somewhere, they cut up the film and they threw it away. Oh, nice. I know. It gets, <laughs> it, it doesn't get better. Um, and it, they threw it away so they found stills of the scenes that were missing. So it, they did find, though, the entire soundtrack. So you hear certain parts of the film that were cut out, but you only see stills, wow. um, pictures of what was cut out. They never found the footage. Jeez. Oh, that, that, that alone would make a great film. <laughs> About the story of I know. what happened. I mean, About that's incredible. The story of, a, of, of the 54 version. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's quite, that's what my book is about. It's, you know, it's about, you know, how the story started, then the Janet Gaynor, Frederick March, and then what happened to my mom. And Jeez. it's still one of the, you know, as Groucho Marx said, it's the greatest robbery since Brinks. Huh. Um. It's 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 such a, a complex because it was truly art imitating life, imitating art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez, that's a fascinating story, and and you've got the whole <laughs> the whole story in your book. So, that's... and I have it all in my book, and I've got all of the photographs. I have over, you know, I have personally seven hundred photographs of the stars born. So I've used a great many of them to tell this story. Uh, of all the movies in, but it's the 54 version, that pictures that you've never seen before uh, from behind the camera. Now, a lot of these, so, were they uh, pictures that your mother took? No, not my mom. Somebody took them on the set. Mm -hmm. yeah. But of my mom, of the cameras, all of the scenes being set up. So it's really an inside look at them making this great movie. And then, of course, we go to the fantastic premiere which was um at um oh the pantages and you know it was the biggest hollywood premiere uh, it practically they have you know they've, they've got all of this incredible footage of everybody from clark cable to lucille ball to everybody at this incredible premiere and everybody screaming oh my god it's an oscar it's this it's that and then they took it away from them oh, two weeks later that, that, boy, that's a, 
that's an incredible story. Uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to write the book. Huh. Because it's very, I mean, everybody knows about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in the film business in, right. you know, either Los Angeles, New York, they know about this story. But I wanted to write it because it was my mother and my father's story. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, it's, they were both involved with it. Hmm. That, I mean, that's, it's, a, it's a crying for shame. Also, for people also to see these pictures. Yeah. You know, of, of me on the set when I was two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're pictures that people have not seen. And I have to say, Running Press, TCM, did a magnificent job on this book. Um, uh, the art direction and the art editors were brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of this book. I really am. I worked so hard on it. Yeah, and it like just came out beautiful. Yeah. Huh. And, uh, I mean, this is, it's just not the story of the film. This is a, a, a piece of film history that you're, you're yeah. telling. I mean, it's not, you know, oh, yeah. it's just, uh, and, and like you say, that I, I love that type of thing. I love stories of what goes on behind the scenes and things like that, and this sounds like a great book. It is a great book because it's a story of history. It's a story of a, meaning it's one of the great love stories ever told, and it goes through the, you know, the conception of, you know, what price Hollywood and then what happened to each movie. And my mom's was, you know, Constance Bennett made What Price Hollywood, and then Janet Gaynor made A Star is Born. And then my mom's version, they set out to make this magnificent, you know, incredible film, which they did make, and it was taken away from them. Every single other movie got to be made the way the director wanted it. Mm -hmm. And that's why... When it was taken away, George Cukord never watched that movie ever again. I'm sure. Jeez. He said it was like taking a piece of his heart out. I'm sure. Wow. (laughs) But that's what they did in those days. Yeah, the the studio did what they wanted, right? (laughs) Exactly. Studio did what they wanted. (laughs) Jack Warner did what he wanted. But, But, you know, as I said... Steven Spielberg was at the uh, at the Olympics. We can imagine doing that to one of your films. I know, jeez. But you would think that if I don't think so, if the studio saw the reaction of what the people were seeing, they would have wanted to keep going with it so they could get the honors of having an Oscar. You would have thought they would have gone that direction instead of cutting, you know, butchering it. In those days, studios care about one thing. More showings, which means more money. More money, yeah. <laughs> that's what they think of. Right, true. And that's what they cared about. They just cared about if we get more showings of the film, it's more money. And that's what, you know, mm. it, it really was the talk of the almighty buck. That's too bad. Jeez. Huh. Well, um, Lorna, you... It's that that's something that people have to get. They got to get your book, so that's you know, <laughs> they, they just they can get the whole story there. But um, I wanted to go. You know, I think what they're going to see, what they're going to see is, you know, I I I hope people go out and I hope they 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 buy my book and uh, and and go see the new one, um, because I I think it's taking the story on to a whole new generation, 
And but they can sit there and say, "Really, I know the story about all the others." Mm-hmm. Yes. Nowadays, everybody throws around titles like you know, uh, uh, icon and legend and everything like that. But your mother is a Hollywood icon, a Hollywood legend, and and it's not just a word that, oh, okay, we'll call her that. I mean, she is, <laughs> or she was. I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's just uh, um, from. You know, all her songs, Easter Parade and and, uh, Get Happy and, of course, you know, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, you know, (laughs) that one is just the just now. Do you sing all those songs in your performance that's coming up at the Orinda Theater on Thursday, October 4th? I sing some of them. This whole show has got um, Garland songs in it. Mm-hmm. But I, I tell more of the story of how I got to learn these songs. Oh, so so it's very interactive uh, then. Oh, it's 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 me talking to the audience about how this is this is my. It's like I've I've said to the audience, come into my living room. Wow, that's great! I because love it's that. Just me and a piano. Mm-hmm. So this is how I grew up, and this is how I learned these songs, and. You know, I, 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 I interact with telling stories of this is how I grew up. I know it might not be your normal, but it was mine. Right. I thought Frank Sinatra went to everybody's house. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on over, Frank. You know? <laughs> yeah, he was my godfather. I mean, he, yeah. uh, he was Uncle Frank. I didn't know who he was. You know, I didn't know he was a big star and a legend and all that. He mm-hmm. was just Uncle Frank. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's I mean it's it's like a whole different different life there. <laughs> well, it is, but it was my normal. Right? Yeah, it was just what what you saw every day. So to a, to a child, there's, you know, who's he? You know, you didn't care who he was. It was your. It was your. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think you know. I didn't know who my mom was. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that she was incredibly famous and a legend and all of that. I I, I didn't know that she was the lady in the bathrobe in the kitchen when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> right. Now, did you watch The Wizard of Oz like everybody else does with the family uh, over the years? Or, or No, I watched it the very first time it came on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, I guess it was late, late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I watched it the first time. What did um, you think about your mom being on? I watched it the first time um, you know, when it when it hit television. But you know, it's it's like I have three grandchildren now and my oldest one is four and then I have two two year olds. Um and so it's like watching them watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I watched my children watch it. And so the I guess it was about a month ago. I was in the car and I had my four-year-old granddaughter in the car, and we were driving. And my one of my mom's songs just happened to come on the radio, and she said she calls me Gigi. So she said Gigi, and I said yes, Jordan. She said it's Triple G singing. I said it is Triple G singing. <laughs> so they recognize her. They recognized it right away. Wow. Hmm. You know, when anybody says, do you know who your great-grandmother? They go, yeah, we know. 
You know, and as we've been talking here, I can hear your mother's voice in your voice. <laughs> really? Thank you. <laughs> it, oh. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's it's really you know I I can hear it in in there and uh, I'm sure uh, <laughs> when you sing I'm sure there's some there's some some points where somebody could close their eyes and probably think it's it's oh know. well you know something that's a very 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 big compliment well uh, people are going to get a chance to hear you yeah and not in a big theater a huge place but a very intimate setting which is always nice and always nice yeah and and it's a beautiful theater. And they'll just, you know, be blown it's away. It's a beautiful part of California. Yes, yes, very, very nice. And uh, so, are you gonna? Uh, do you have a, a, a talk or two, or do you just uh, just do your, your show and you talk in between? No, I, I do. I, it, I do the show and talk in between songs and okay. tell the stories of, you yeah. know, all of these, you know, the, the way I, I learned these you know, the repertoire that is we put together for this theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's uh, going to be a great show, I'm sure. And, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to be thrilled to see you and to, to meet you and listen well, to I've you. Well, I've got to tell you something. I'm not going to, I think everybody knows, that I had a, uh incredible scare. Yes. Uh, going on six months now. And I'm actually absolutely fine but this will be my first performance and um knowing that i had a brain tumor and knowing that the doctors the medicines and the scientists that have saved my life and i can walk out on the stage and be with all of you guys is is really thrilling for me boy yeah that must have been scary oh i can't imagine it was and you were were you on stage performing no, I was in London, and um, I was just coming to stage. And my husband, who was my musical director, he unfortunately won't be in Oakland with me. Um, he's doing another show. But um, he said something's wrong, something, something's wrong. And I said, why? And he said, you're, you're having trouble putting a sentence together. And I said, yeah. And then I sort of, set, I sort of collapsed a bit. And they took me right away. They called my doctors in Los Angeles, and they said, get her to an ER. And they found um, a pretty large brain tumor. And um, they took it out, and they said, you're going to be fine. And, um, you know, I've been fighting breast cancer now for six years. Mm -hmm. And I am incredibly grateful to all of the acknowledgments in my book. Half of them are the doctors take care of me yeah and i'm a very 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 lucky person but i understand this disease has touched so many lives and you know as my doctor said to me just he said you're a miracle and i said you're the angels who keep me going Mm -hmm. that's uh you know we're so glad that you're healthy and, and everything's going good for you now it's going great great that's good well, but I also don't take my health for granted. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Lorna, I just want to finish up and uh, with two more questions. Uh, sure. But uh, I just before that, I want to remind people that on Thursday, October 4th, if you're in the San Francisco area, Oakland, California, right outside is Arinda, 
and you can take the BART right to it, and you can walk right to the theater, and you are going to be there. It's going to be a great show, and they should be sure to check that out. But the final two questions, taking us away from your book, which everybody should go out and get, (laughs) and it's called A Star is Born, Judy Garland, and the Film That Got Away. And also taking us away from your singing and everything. Oh, I just well, now before I do that, I want to mention too that we, some people will know you, remember you from uh, a TV show, correct? Uh, Trapper John. So. Trapper yeah, John. Trapper John, indeed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How was that working on that show? It was a lot of fun. I mean, I uh, I did my first book signing the other night, and my friend Brian Stokes Mitchell, who was on the show with me. Uh, he was there, and I said, boy, we went back a long time with Trapper John. And, um, you know, Don Brinkley, who is Christy Brinkley's dad, was the producer on that show. And I, everybody from Janice Page, everybody on the show was just so wonderful to me. And I have fond, fond and great memories of Trapper John. Mm, yeah, yeah. And you were in Greece, too, correct, right? <laughs> I am I, guilty as charged. You know, when we made the movie, we had fun. It was great. And we didn't know it was going to be this absolutely huge cult film. And it has become this. People come up to me all the time. Oh, I just love Grease, too. And then People Magazine, a few months ago, ran a whole edition because it's the 50th anniversary of the first Grease, so it's the mm-hmm. 45th anniversary of Grease 2, and I called Pat Birch, who the director. I said, can you imagine that we're still in People Magazine 45 years later? <laughs> <laughs> we started laughing. She said, can you believe it? I said, this is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I want to finish up with the two final questions. Like I said, taking us away from all your acting, your singing, and and your books, and and everything else. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite what are your favorite movies now and of the past? What are you watching? Okay, well, I'm a news junkie, Mm -hmm. so I do. I I I'm I've always got on. You know, one of the news channels mm-hmm. um, and then when I get so overwhelmed and <laughs> by all of that um, sometimes I I have to um, go into um, I, I don't know I call it sort of like a, a white noise television where I, I watch um, I know you're going to think I'm strange but I watch some of the Spanish speaking um, novellas and I don't speak Spanish at all, <laughs> okay. but it's just sort of, it's like white noise, it's great because I don't know what they're saying, mm-hmm. and so I'm able to just sort of turn it on, turn the sound down, and look at really beautiful people um, <laughs> doing impossible things, right. um, but so that's sort of my, you know, my little uh, secret that that's what I do, uh, because as I said, I, I'm a, a huge news junkie, mm-hmm. um, but my favorite movies, I have TCM on somewhere in my house all the time. And there have been times where I've just been home and I've watched films that I've never seen before. Um, a lot of the film noir uh, things that they've done um, over the weekend, which they have the film noir series on. 
And I, I find TCM to be, I, I'm, you know, yes, my book is with TCM, but what would we do without that channel? What would we do? We'd have no history right. of where movies came from. And that's one of the reasons that I was so grateful um, to be doing a book with TCM. And, and now when young people who want to go into the business and they say, what should I, what, what should I do? I go, stay home for a weekend and watch TCM and see where it all started. Exactly. Learn your history. Because mm-hmm. now there's no excuse. There's not an excuse to say, well, I don't really know who Fred Astaire was. You know, uh, there's no excuse when you have a fantastic channel like that. And that's what they're, they, they have kept people and their work alive mm-hmm. yeah yeah because before bruno mars could dance and michael jackson oh, could please. dance <laughs> there was fred astaire who was tearing up the, the, and, the dance and, floor and, and we can't forget fred astaire gene kelly the nicholas brothers that's you right know, all of those you know of all of those people that you watch these incredible films of but you've got to remember michael jackson watched that mm-hmm. bruno mars watched that they all watched that. All of the incredible, really magnificent stars. Mm-hmm, okay, exactly. they watched where it all began. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. I did a mini series after my first book, um, and I was lucky enough that we won five Emmy awards. And after the, it ran in two parts on ABC, and after the first part, I got flowers the next morning that were so ginormous. I mean, seriously, I thought, oh my goodness. And they were from Aretha Franklin. Wow. And it just said she was my favorite. Huh. Gee. That's incredible. So, you know, when you think about if it wasn't for so-and-so, we wouldn't have so-and-so. And you can go back and back mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But at least we have a, a, a channel that shows it all. Yes, exactly. I mean, sometimes I sit up at night on Sundays where they do silent Sundays, and I watch the Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd and Chaplin, and you think to yourself, they didn't have CGI. They didn't have, they really did that. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And you wonder. I mean, I think it's, I think it's just wonderful. And now, as I said, there's no excuse for you if you're going to go into this business, if you want to do, you know, be a part of it, learn the history. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Lorna, I cannot thank you enough for sharing with us and letting us in on these fascinating stories. And people, like I said, should go out, get your book. And they should also, if, if they're in San Francisco area, near Orinda, California, at the Orinda Theater, they should go hear you. And uh, I thank you so much, and uh, good luck with your book. Thank you very, very, very much. I can't wait to see everybody in Northern California. What a wonderful guest. Lorna Luft, right here on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, so many great stories she has, and I'm sure the book is just loaded with so much more. So be sure to go out and get her book, A Star is Born. Judy Garland and the film that got away. Incredible story. And also check her out if you are in the Orinda Theater area. Of course, that's the San Francisco Bay Area. Take the BART, go to Orinda, get off the BART, and you are right there 
and you can hear her, and she's gonna. I'm sure she's gonna be telling some stories and everything. Don't want to miss it. October fourth, Thursday night at seven thirty, right there at the Orinda Theater. Be sure to check that out. And uh, that's it. And uh, like I said, uh, I've told you before that uh, right now I am working very much on Bonji Bear in the Kingdom of Rhythm and writing some songs for it. They're starting to get close to the end. <laughs> it's uh, The animation is completing on it, and I'm currently working on some of the songs. And uh, also I have a, uh, my daughter is getting married, so I've been really taken up with all sorts of other things right now. So I haven't been able to put out as many episodes as is normal. It's not weekly, of course, right now. But uh, sooner or later we'll get back to our schedule and get things back in line. But uh, for now, please hold on with me as we uh, continue to try to get episodes out for you. And uh, we will be having many more. And uh, be sure to keep listening and checking On Screen and Beyond. Go to onscreenandbeyond.com. If you are also on um, Facebook, be sure to like us. And we appreciate you. And a lot of people have been sending me emails wondering what's going on, how come. Uh, you know, they, you know just uh, appreciate it very much. And everything's okay. I'm just uh, very busy right now. So I haven't had the chance to get the episodes out like normal. But uh, they'll be, we'll be coming back. So uh, uh, thank you very much for your emails and everything and your concerns. And that's it for this week. So until next time, we will once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>